Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Jamie Markley is out today. He's got the Rona possibly back tomorrow. Yeah, maybe. We'll wait and see. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, hopefully he doesn't have the little rebound uh, thing coming on. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, well, I just want to start off with some good news today, Scott. Some good news. Okay, okay let's hear it. I'm ready. Just so you know, the yes. southern border yes. is secure. No, it's not. No, no it, it is. Isn't. No, it's not. No, again, I know if you're if you're out there listening, you're thinking, okay, wait a minute, I've heard this bit before. No, yeah. no, no. It it is right now, the beginning of the show. It is November fifteenth, twenty twenty two, and the Department of Homeland Security Secretary, who still miraculously has a job, Alejandro Mayorkas, is actually saying with a straight face that yes, the border is secure. Was he talking about Mexico or Montana? (laughs) So Okay, so he's asked about it during congressional testimony today. Is it your assessment that the border is secure, Mr. Secretary? Do you continue to maintain that the border is secure? Yes, and we are working day in and day out to enhance its security. Enhance? What in the hell is he talking about? Dude, it, it is a – when you talk about every metric at the border, the known yeah. gotaways, the encounters with law enforcement, the catch-and-release numbers, the number of people who freaking died at the border, it is beating all records. How can you possibly sit there – I don't know. – with a straight face and saying, yes, and we're, we're doubling down. We're making it better even. Well, the thing is, we see it every night on Fox News. Bill Malusian's down there. Right. Here we go. Well, they're, and they're not making it up. I mean, you, no, you, it's you, right there. It's right there. Well, and now, now Mexican officials are getting a little bit miffed because there are people who are uh, on the Mexico side of the border who have set up a bunch of tent cities. And they're like, what are we supposed to do with all these people? What do we do here? And yeah. yet and, and, and yet we got the Department of Homeland Security saying that. Uh, reporters who have been diligently reporting the facts at the border, uh, the Mexican government, the Guatemalan government, and anyone with two brain cells to rub together, all of us are wrong about the fact that the border is open, and it's a freaking crisis. And this or the guy, rancher, the rancher who's riding his property every day, picking up bodies. Right. Oh yeah. Or or you know the the business owner. Where was that? Was that in Del Rio? Yeah, Del Rio. Been there forever. And yep. is closing down a barbecue restaurant because, well, yes. people keep breaking in. Yeah, they steal stuff from him. Yeah, well, I mean. Because they're overrun. But what they see isn't true. Right. No, that, no, no, no. That, that's what a secure border looks like. Golly. My goodness, man. It is so frustrating. Anyway, we'll have more uh, from that hearing coming up throughout the uh, show. Meanwhile, uh, remember how the FBI raided Trump's house with three months to go before the midterms, but it was like yes. 92 or 93 days before the election so they said well it's not within that 90-day window you see because mm-hmm. they they have this unwritten rule at the justice department apparently where within 90 days of an election they don't do anything that would potentially alter the outcome of the election 
So they did it like two or three days before that 90-day mark right. and said, see, not us. No, we are, we're just, we were outside the window, guys, all right? And they'd been leaking all this information, all these talking points saying that Donald Trump was holding on to these secret documents as leverage or was selling nuclear secrets to someone, all sorts of crazy stuff. Remember, here were the talking points. Before we get to the update on this, I just want to play again for you the montage that we had at the time of people freaking out about this. One of the highly sensitive documents that was seized included information about a foreign government's nuclear capabilities. The foreign government's military defenses, including its nuclear capabilities. This in turn is, uh, as I say, the holiest of holiest of uh, secrets. I mean, people literally die to get our government information. Right. They go to prison. Yeah. They get exiled. It's dangerous oftentimes. And the idea that this would have been done, um, I hope everybody takes really seriously. Yeah, there you go. Uh, except now that the elections are over, the FBI is leaking information to the Washington Post that basically says JK LOL. They put out a story last night. Federal agents believe former President Donald Trump's motive for allegedly keeping classified documents were largely his ego and a desire to hold on to the materials as trophies or, or mementos. <clears throat> that review has not found any apparent business advantage to the types of classified information in Trump's possession. So the guy really had nothing to gain from keeping them. He just thought, oh, these are kind of cool documents, and I'm going to keep them because I'm Donald Trump. <laughs> so that's it. And, of course, it's like... That's oh, so perfect. It's like it? someone at the FBI is sitting there watching CNN... <laughs> And yeah. says, okay, it looks like Democrats have the Senate and it will be pretty close in the House. All right, now we can tell the truth. Now we can tell people actually is that thing that we were talking about that we were freaking out Americans about. Yeah, actually, that wasn't true. <laughs> he was going through there finding stuff to put on the refrigerator with a magnet. <laughs> Gosh dang it, yeah, that's no, funny. No, you, I mean, you had people actually suggesting that he was selling information oh, to know. the Russians. To Russians, I know. I, dude, yeah. and it was obviously laughable that, uh -huh. that that would be the case. I mean, that it's just here we go again, man. The deep state plays for keeps. All right. That we've seen it. They keep doing it time and time again. And I think moving forward, seriously, unless they're willing to present the evidence, unless they're willing to tell Americans what they have found and why they have taken whatever steps they are from now on, if it's within six months of an election and the FBI is leaking information, don't believe it. It's not true. Mm -hmm. That should be the default position. Because we know that they like to manipulate our elections. They tried to do it with Trump in 2016. They did it again in 2020 against Trump, and this time successfully hiding Hunter Biden's issues. And so that's what they do. Do not believe them. If it seems to be cutting towards the Democrats or benefiting the Democrats, the FBI is lying. That's it. Yeah. <clears throat> That's my default position. Meanwhile, NBC News has apparently suspended Miguel Almaguer, one of our favorites on the Today Show. He's the guy who talks like this. this. Yeah. Yeah. Because he had that report a couple of weeks ago about the attack on the uh, House Speaker's husband. Uh, the FBI's account of the attack on Paul Pelosi was that once the cops got there, Paul and the assailant were basically fighting over this hammer, and the assailant was able to get the hammer away and hit Paul Pelosi a couple of times over the head. Send him to the hospital. 
Uh, but this is what Miguel reported, which which is at odds with, with the struggle that was intimated by the mm-hmm. FBI's account. Right. After a knock and announce, the front door was opened by Mr. Pelosi. The 82-year-old did not immediately declare an emergency or tried to leave his home, but instead began walking several feet back into the foyer toward the assailant and away from police. It's unclear if the 82-year-old was already injured or what his mental state was. Why Pelosi didn't try to flee or tell responding officers he was in distress is unclear. So NBC News killed that story the same day. They haven't explained what he got wrong. And obviously... That's that's the point you brought up last night when you were texting me. Yeah. So what what exactly was he suspended for? Right. We don't know. We don't know that. They killed the story and they said, well, it didn't, you know, meet our journalistic standards or something. (laughs) Okay. Uh, But yeah, so now there's a report out of uh, the news outlet Confider that says NBC Today Show correspondent Miguel Almaguer has been suspended pending an internal investigation after NBC News had to retract his reporting that the, their words, not mine, that inflamed right wing conspiracy theories about the brutal assault on Paul Pelosi. OK. That's the framing. Really? How about the reporting that countered what the FBI had been telling us? Exactly. About it. Now, you want to say that inflames conspiracy theories. I guess you can say that, but that's not, that doesn't give the full picture of why that report was so significant. Well, you also are just always under the assumption that the truth is a conspiracy theory if you don't like the truth. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's what this is. Yeah. I mean, Miguel Almaguer, I don't exactly think he's a mouthpiece for the right wing of this country. No, and out of everything that NBC News has gotten wrong, he's the one yeah. who gets, oh, come on, somebody made a call. Okay, right, exactly. So, somebody made a call and said, hey, we're not supposed to be talking about it in these terms. We're trying to use this in order to uh, garner f- uh, political uh, uh, preference among the voting base. And so, hey, look, okay, we're, we're going to wait and release this information. But here's the thing. The NBC affiliate in San Francisco backed up that version of the story during an interview with the DA just four days ago. Oh, well. I mean, so, I mean, again, this is why NBC News needs to come out and say, hey, what did he get wrong? Because this is the framing, the question and the answer during the interview on the NBC affiliate in San Francisco with uh, the DA, Brooke Jenkins. Are you able to shed any light as to why Paul Pelosi didn't run out of the house towards police officers when he was able to actually open the door for them when they arrived. What I'm not able to do is to speculate or try to place my opinions on why someone acted the way they did in any case. Um, All we have is what happened. Everybody reacts to situations differently, and he will one day need to explain, right, to potentially a jury why he did what he did um, and what thought process was going on in his mind. But certainly we know that all victims of crime respond very differently in the, under the stress of the situation. And I don't think it's fair for us to place what we believe, um, you know, Monday morning quarterbacking that we would have done in the same situation. So in this situation, you have a question from a local TV news reporter that seems to suggest that Miguel Almaguer's report was right. Yes. Because he had time to, like, run back into the house or whatever, didn't immediately run out to the cops. The DA doesn't refute it. 
just says, well, we can't get into the headspace of somebody who is a victim of a violent crime. Mm -hmm. But NBC News has suspended Miguel Almaguer for for what? Right. What did he report that was so wrong? You're right. Somebody got to him. And so, you know that those two NBC affiliates in that town that you want to merge together and yeah. need FCC approval on? It'd be yeah. a real shame if they, did, they, they denied that request. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag justice for Miguel. Okay. Right. Look, exactly. I, yeah, I don't right. really like him all that much, but, man, this, this stinks to high hell, man. This Operators really are does. standing by for a $10 contribution. There justice for Miguel tote bag can be yours. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, we got a lot more to get to today. Uh, does Joe Biden have COVID again? Uh-oh. Something weird is happening as he's uh, traveling overseas. We'll get to that much more. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Van Camp and Robin show. I'm David Van Camp. There is Scott Robbins. Jamie Markley's out. He's got the Rona. Uh, you know what else or who else might have the Rona now or might be trying to avoid it? I don't know. It is Joe Biden, Scott. Why is that? Well, he's overseas. He's in Indo- Indonesia. Uh, and he mentioned yesterday that he had a little cold. Well, now he's, he's skipped a big dinner event with other world leaders. Uh, and it just also happens that the uh, Prime Minister of Cambodia tested positive for COVID, and Biden spent a lot of time with him. But, of course, according to the CDC, they don't count as a close contact. Not really sure what a close contact means anymore, but that that's how they define it. So, apparently, he went and hunkered down, called an early lid. So, some people are wondering, hey, does he have COVID? I mean, is is are they worried about him getting COVID? It could be that they're just keeping him away because if one guy there has COVID, then it could mm-hmm. be a whole lot of other people get it. Um, and they just want to keep the president out of there, which I would understand. But anyway, we'll, we'll be keeping an eye on that. Uh, you know who does have COVID? It's Whoopi Goldberg. Got it again. Oh, really? Yeah, she's, she's off the show, off the view. They made the announcement today. And, and this is, I think... When you talk about COVID insanity, I think a lot of people are over it right now. But this is what most of us are up against, this type of mindset, as they start talking about COVID again here uh, on The View, because Whoopi's out with it. Listen to this. Good morning, everyone. Hello, and welcome to The View. Unfortunately, Whoopi is out with COVID. Yep. So rest up and get back here, miss. When you feel better. It's coming back. It's coming back. Another friend of mine got it, too. I mean, we have to be careful again. And it's interesting because a lot of people aren't getting that new booster with a different variety. I got mine. That one is, I I got it a couple months ago, and I did get a reaction to it, but it made me feel Is everybody eligible for it now? We have to be certain. No, everyone. Clap if you had your third booster. (laughs) (laughs) So, wait. You've had five shots, and somebody else on the show has COVID. Doesn't that tell you that your shot's not working? Well, to rational, normal people, yes. yes. It, 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 yeah, it's not, it's not getting the job done. This show, if, if there was a sensor you had, 
you know, like sometimes you have those sensors in your home, mm-hmm. that thing that'll go off if there's asbestos or something underneath yeah. it, whatever, whatever. If you had one for Loon <laughs> and they came on the TV and you just held it up, it would be off the chart. Yeah. That show is loony. Well, the and the thing is, I know loony. every once in a while, you know, we'll get a message that says, I think most people enjoy hearing the, the nuttiness that happens on that program, but someone will say, who cares? what the view says and I, my response is that well they're under the abc news banner and they get yeah. more viewers than uh david most <laughs> right than than most even cable yeah. news outlets do yeah i mean you're talking about you know somewhere around 2.4 million people watching oh yeah they yeah. have influence yeah. and i mean that's why it is so dangerous that they spread disinformation it's the way that they so... do insane though oh it is Whoopi's had like 12 again the iv stuck in her arm when they wheel her out there (laughs) you know golly i mean thing is and and uh, you know i i I hope she pulls through i think she'll be fine but i mean she certainly is older and has some underlying issues yeah uh you could say that put her Mm -hmm. at a higher risk for COVID. so i hope she's okay well, yeah, I don't want anything bad to happen but, to her. I don't want that at all. But uh, actually, I, I would prefer her over that Joy Behar screecher, right. <laughs> you know, but, having a bigger role on the show. But, Golly, you know, COVID catches up, will catch up to everybody at some point. I mean, that that's yeah, just the reality I mean, of it. It's not going anywhere. Yeah, I mean, hopefully you don't get it if you haven't gotten it already. You don't, mm-hmm. and and you'll be one of the few people who won't. But remember how rare it used to be, like when it first started, like, oh no, there's 20 new cases. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, You've no. had it, right, David? Yeah, I've had it. Yeah, you've had it. I've had it. Markley's yeah. got it now. Markley Jamie's was the last holdout here. He was. Yeah, he was the last yep. man on, on the island here. And, yep. Well, it knocked him off. So there yep. we go. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I think if there's ever a time for some of the screechers on the left and the COVID hysterics yeah. to reflect, it might be now. It, it, at all, you know, if you're going to reflect it all, come on, man. That yeah. that you know, you're talking about everybody's got their five shots and who got their bouillet. Clearly, it's not doing what we were told it does. No, it, or no, not told at all. It would do, I should say. Let's see, but well, maybe it kept. Well, it probably kept you out of the hospital. Did it? Yeah. I don't know. Right. Maybe it did. I don't know. You don't either. <laughs> That's the thing. Right. Yeah, you you really don't know. And so, anyway, that. There, there's your Whoopi Goldberg update and your COVID update here. Coming right, up. Biden and Whoopi? Yeah. <laughs> Coincidence? Mm-hmm. Coming up, Ron DeSantis has responded to the Trump broadsides in the wake of the uh, elections. Uh, we'll get to that much more. This is the Markley Van Cape and Robin Show. Markley Van Camp and Robin Joe. I'm David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Jamie Markley is on special assignment. Well, he's got the Rona. He's got the Rona. Yeah, we're thinking he'll be back tomorrow, but we'll we'll see what happens here. Uh, Ron DeSantis has now responded to what Trump has been saying about him, and I I really don't I I, I don't want to frame it that way. Actually, he was asked about it, and he winds up making it more about the media. I think he's very good at this. Ron oh, yeah. DeSantis is because mm-hmm. Trump. Ever since the midterm elections is 
uh, has been going after Ron DeSantis saying, hey, I won Florida by uh, more raw votes, even though the percentages were much bigger for Ron DeSantis. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ron DeSantis has just really not said anything because, I mean, he's smarter than that. He's going to keep his head down until he's asked about it. Um, and, of course, Trump's got his big announcement coming up tonight, 9 o'clock Eastern. Um, everybody's kind of under the impression he's going to be announcing that he run- he's running for president again. Uh, so DeSantis was asked, hey, what, given the fact that in your state, at Mar-a-Lago, Donald Trump is going to be potentially announcing he is intending to run for president again, uh, and he's been going after you, what do you think about that? And here is uh, Ron DeSantis's uh, response to that. I just want to see what you, uh, what you think about this, Scott. Well, you know, one of the things I've learned, like learned in this job is um, uh, when you're do when you're leading, when you're getting getting things done. Yeah, you take incoming fire. That's just the nature of it. Uh, I roll out of bed in the morning. I've got corporate media outlets that have a spasm. Just the fact that I'm getting up in the morning and it's constantly attacking. And this is just what's happened. I don't think you like that, did you? <laughs> I did like that. Yeah, they really <laughs> spasms when I get up in the morning. <laughs> think any governor got attacked more, particularly by corporate media, than me over my four-year term. And yet, I think what you, what you learn is all that's just noise. And really what matters is, are you leading? Are you getting in front of issues? Uh, are you delivering results for people? And are you standing up for folks? And if you do that, then none of that stuff matters. And, and that's what we've done. We focused on results and leadership. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, I would just uh, tell people to go check out the scoreboard from last Tuesday night. Now, the fact of the matter is. <laughs> yeah. You know, the fact of the matter is we um, it, it was the the, the greatest uh, Republican victory in the history of the state of Florida. So do you think that the. Check the scoreboard was more aimed at Trump or aimed at media that wakes up every morning and has spasms. Okay, here's my my initial take was mm-hmm. yes, just both. Yeah, it was aimed yeah. at the media, I think, directly. But I think there was an indirectly, yeah. you know, ref, uh, shot at Trump too across the bow. Yeah, I think. But so. I don't think he's going to get mixed up with it. No, I think I, unless he has to. Uh, again, you know, if you are, if if I'm advising Ron DeSantis, I'd probably just say, "Hey, man, play it either like that or even back off a little bit," because mm-hmm. um, you know, when you see the GOP polling in Texas and elsewhere, where not on the national level just yet, but where uh, DeSantis has suddenly overtaken Trump in terms of who would people like to see be the nominee even though neither of the men of those men are formally running for president yet. Um, I think it would be helpful for Ron DeSantis to realize that and then just sort of keep his head down and get to work. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and like you said, don't get mixed up in it. And because yeah. because the more Trump flails and just starts going after him unprovoked, the worse Trump looks. You know, it's like we were talking about uh, just a few days ago, or maybe it was even just yesterday. You know, I'm reminded of in the first go around with Donald Trump running in the primary against all these Republicans. And people loved it when he was going after Jeb Bush, when he was going after all these people, because a lot of times he was responding 
to something that they'd said about him. And, right. you know, he's the kind of guy, if you, if you, you know, give him a little jab, he's going to just start wailing on you. Mm-hmm. And, and usually he comes out on top. Um, but the one time it didn't work was when he started going after uh, Ben Carson. And the reason there was that even though there weren't a whole lot of people who were saying, yes, we need Ben Carson to be president, people generally liked him. I mean, he's a yeah. likable guy. Yeah, And Ben Carson hadn't really said anything about Donald Trump, so it didn't really make sense. And that was really the only time you started to see his poll numbers go down during the primary is because sort of an unprovoked attack against a likable guy. And I'd be worried if Trump is going to run, if he keeps hammering DeSantis the way that he is, he's just going to weaken himself and potentially weaken DeSantis at the same time. That being said, if both men want to run for president... You know, Go. it's going to get ugly. At Knock some yourself point. out. I mean, yeah. it'll be a you know bare knuckle fight, but let it let it begin. Let yep. it start. And, and we're just here to eat the popcorn and watch. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, yep. that, it's it's just going to happen. Mm-hmm. Hey, remember uh, how there was a big rail strike, but according to the media, the president hopped on the phone at the last minute and saved the day. That's right, he did. Remember, yeah. I just here's a reminder of how Joe made a cr- a critical call to avoid a rail strike. They have a deal, a nationwide freight rail strike averted. The president himself calling in around 9 p.m. last night. What a source describes as a crucial call from President Biden. President Biden placed what this source describes as a critical phone call. President Biden likes to call himself the most pro-union president of all time. And we know he does like that nickname Amtrak Joe for his love of the trains. I, I, again, I've never heard anyone call him Amtrak Joe, but anyway... <laughs> You know what? I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> Who said that? No one said that. He calls that. himself Amtrak he, Joe. He inv- you can't invent your own nickname. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. So so as predicted, and I'm not saying that this was like Nostradamus or anything like that, because it was all very predictable, but you get those headlines. Rail strike, uh, rail, rail strike avoided. That's what they said. And we all knew after the midterms, this preliminary agreement would start to fall apart. And as of right now, it is still falling apart. Another one of these unions involved has voted against ratifying the agreement. The International Brotherhood of Boilermakers said in a statement it has now entered a cooling-off period and plans to continue to negotiate further. So a total of three unions have now voted against this deal. Seven have approved, and the remaining two will announce the votes next week. So, you know, get the good headlines ahead of time. And then know that you're really just kicking the can down the road until November. Mm-hmm. And then right, in, right ahead of Christmas, rail strike. Awesome. There you go. Gosh, dang. That's, I, I think that's going to happen. I, yeah. I would love to be here mm-hmm. in a month or two and be able to say I'm wrong because I don't want this country to be brought to its knees by a rail strike. I really, I don't. That, that would not be good. But I, I just, I'm only bringing this up to show this is how the White House plays media like a fiddle because they get the nice shiny headlines a few weeks before the election oh look joe amtrak joe we all know he loves to be called amtrak joe <laughs> yeah that's actually on the official seal for the president's office now it's the president <laughs> of the united states and amtrak joe amtrak joe he has that on a bumper sticker as well it's <laughs> <laughs> a little marker on his desk yes and that and president that is amtrak joe and really all it was was just sort of running out the clock until after the midterm elections we all knew well, it was going to happen. You know, another story that's kind of disappeared, you talk about the Amtrak right before the holidays, but is the uh, is the diesel fuel shortage. Yeah. 
That's oh. another story that just sort of went away. Yeah, that that that's problem. That's going to be a problem. Uh, yeah, talk about forward. moving moving things from point A to point B. Yeah, and and also then you've got uh, it's FedEx uh, freight. Yeah, is what right. it is. They're they're announcing furloughs that are happening. Amazon is firing people. Yeah, uh, just ahead of the holidays. I mean, it's it's going to come crashing down here. And I think someone had written. Was it last year during the Afghanistan debacle? Had sent a message to you, Scott, who said, "We are in the longest, slowest, most painful. I told you so in the history of the history United of man." States. Yeah, yep. it is. Yeah, it's just here it is. Unfortunately, that's where we are. It's, I mean, the thing is about this White House and about uh, the current National Democratic Party is it's always all window dressing. It's never really any solutions, right? It's a, here's your fourteen hundred dollar check. Uh, don't pay attention to the fact that we're bailing out our friends in certain industries and, and, and museums and whatnot, um, and it's going to cause record inflation, but whatever. Don't worry about that. We gave you a check, okay? Well, it's like the college loan thing. Right. Everybody voted for it, and that's never going to happen. Yep. Yeah. You got a lot of, you got a lot of younger people. Unconstitutional. Well, yeah. yeah. You got a lot of younger people to come out and, and vote for you because Uncle Joe was going to pay their bills. And yeah. it looks like that's probably not going to happen. Going to happen. Yeah. And so now the White the White House is actually going to do exactly what we had talked about too. They're they're looking at or having discussions. They say within the White House of uh, just extending the payment moratorium. So right now you're supposed to start paying your bills on college debt starting in January, and they say, well, maybe they're, they'll just put it off for another quarter or something like that to try to get Congress to pass something. Uh, Congress is not going to pass anything for, for oh no for that no no it's not going to happen no but or until they figure out you know ba- basically I think the goal is to keep this thing rolling until the 2024 election so they'll just keep delaying the repayments over and over again because already I think it's advan- they think it's advantageous for them because I, I don't know if you've seen this talking point come up now it is Republican lawmakers. Not a judge, but Republican lawmakers who have now stolen $10,000 from people with college debt. Stole it, you say? Stole it. Mm-hmm. That's it. That because people are filing lawsuits against something that is clearly illegal, well, now it's not just that you're you know, being a turd in the punch bowl with the big giveaway that Joe Biden wants to do, but you're, actu- you're actively stealing money from people by telling them to pay their bills. Yeah. And they're going to keep that thing rolling, man, as long as they can. If they think that this is how they're going to drive out youth vote in 2024, they'll keep doing it. I totally believe that. Um, so we'll, we'll see what, what announcements, if any, the White House is willing to make. Meanwhile, the world's population hit 8 billion people today, according to the United Nations. And seventy billion voted for Joe Biden. <laughs> we were, yeah, we were at seven billion in twenty eleven. We're on pace for nine billion by twenty thirty seven. So yeah. yes, you're right. Yeah, but um, I'm assuming the state of Arizona didn't count all of the people. No, well, not yet. Anyway, yeah. they'll they'll let us know how many people live on the They're planet waiting. right now in about ten years. That's they want to by God get it right. Yes, exactly. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, you know yes. they're doing it faster than they've ever done it before. That's right. <laughs> Uh, coming up, got a news update, and uh, Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield are getting the band back together. No. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that much more. This is the Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin Show.
The Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Jamie Markley's out. He's got the Rona on the road to recovery. Should be back uh, tomorrow or Thursday. Uh, well, the Democrats have held on to the Senate, and the White House Chief of Staff, Ron Klain, tried to make this a bigger accomplishment than it actually was last night on MSNBC with Lawrence Stop the Hammering O'Donnell. <laughs> oh, good. On MSNBC. I mean, they they were looking really jovial for the fact that they, despite the fact that they lost the House, and you're, you've got yourself a, a good old-fashioned gridlock Congress at this point. Uh, but here's Which, Ron- by the way, is fine by me. Well, People yeah, are like, well, I, mean, I hate gridlock. Well, I don't. That's fine. No, it, well, n- not with this administration. Nope, I'm we can fine slow it up then. That's fine. Yep, absolutely. absolutely. Yep. Uh, Ron Klain, though, has decided to just do what he does best. This is the White House chief of staff, um, which is just lie about what is going on. Here is Ron Klain. Well, I mean, obviously, it's enormously significant. Historically, this is something no president's done since John F. Kennedy to hold uh, Senate seats and potentially even go up one Senate what? seat pending the outcome in Georgia, to keep control of the Senate, which will indeed allow the president to uh, pass legislation in the Senate and, of course, get people confirmed. Yeah, the, the, con- the, the confirmation thing for judges is, is a big thing. Oh, yeah, Obviously, definitely. that's a big thing. Yep. Um, but passing legislation, no. And also, Republicans gained two seats in the Senate after the 2018 midterms. I was just going to say that way back that's, when. Way, way, way back. Unless, unless Donald Trump is JFK in disguise, I, I, I don't think, which, boy, wouldn't that be a conspiracy theory to start floating out there. I, yeah. I, I don't. I, I, Ron Klain, again, the thing is, this guy has to go out there day in, day out and defend the indefensible. Defend absolute and utter incompetence that many people believe is, is his doing anyway. That he's kind of the shadow president. He's really he the guy running the show right. at the White House because Joe Biden is senile. Um, and so he just he, what he does is he goes out and he lies all the time. Yes. That's it. Up is down. Yes. Black is white. Uh, recession is growth. Uh, but that's, but you didn't get called out on that? Well, no. People just nod their heads. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Is it because they don't know or because it's just willful ignorance and they just yeah, don't it, care? It's both. Yeah. Okay. Well, they, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Lawrence O'Donnell's got to know that's a lie. Does the he know? He said, well, maybe not. I, I don't know. know. Lawrence O'Donnell, again. Now, if you're not familiar, Lawrence O'Donnell is the guy who very famously just lost it because somebody was Hammer. doing construction in the building or something, yep. and he was the one yelling, stop the hammering. hammering. He's the guy who always is just seething constantly. Even when he's happy, he's seething. Oh, yeah. Well, he's not really ever happy. Yeah. yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think he's actually had a bowel movement since 1989. No, yeah, because he kind of looks like he's really uncomfortable, a little bloated. Uh, just, just it's a miserable feeling. I feel angry. Bad for him. He's a miserable person. Yeah, yes. He is very yeah. just angry all the time, all the time. Meanwhile, Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield are getting together here. They uh, have decided to make, or at least put their names on, uh, cannabis-infused edibles that are shaped like bitten ears. Obviously, oh, <laughs> obviously, being a reference to the 1997 fight where Tyson bit <laughs> yeah. a chunk out of uh, yes. Holyfield's ear, uh, and then they they made their piece years ago. So Tyson was already selling a similar product called Mike Bites through his cannabis company, uh-huh. but now Evander Holyfield is actually in on the action here. He says uh, it's about helping people. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Helping people get high. All right. Yeah. Well, I mean, everybody's got to have a calling, right? 
Yeah, John Bobbitt on line one. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> They'll call him Bobbitt Bites. <laughs> oh, gosh. Just an idea that flies through my brain. I'm sorry. <laughs> that one yeah. cuts deep. Hey, oh. They'll call them little whackers. All right. All right. Enough of that. All right. I, I got like 16 more jokes that I'm pretty sure I'd get in trouble if I said <laughs> Yeah, okay. Yet. All right. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends, yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. I'm David Van Camp. There is Scott Robbins. Jamie Markley's out. He's got the Rona. He, we're thinking he'll be back tomorrow, uh, if not Thursday. Yeah, we're uh, looking at it. Uh, so anyway, uh, today we have learned quite a few things. Uh, one is that according to the Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, referred to lovingly as the Dorcas on this show, yes, uh, is still maintaining that the border is secure. That's just a flat-out lie. That's just a flat-out freaking lie. This guy has told it billions of times now. Yeah. How do you do this with a straight face? Uh, Because he's a bad person. I mean, mean, (laughs) listen, man, that's not even partisan. That's just, have you seen the videos? Right. The people that are reporting from there, I know there aren't many. But Bill Malusian's been down there for how long now? Yeah. Well, today during congressional uh, testimony, he was asked... uh, whether or not he still believes the border is secure. Do you continue to maintain that the border is secure? Yes, and we are working day in and day out to enhance its security. Now, I I, I bring that up to transition us to another adventure in fantasy land. Oh, God. So on MSNBC today, there is some hack from NPR who's on. And decided to talk about what the real problem at the border was. Okay, It's not that you've got all these people, at this point, a couple million people coming in to the United States under bogus claims of, uh, of, of asylum and whatnot. It's not that you have a lot of people, hundreds of thousands of people coming in uh, just straight up illegally running through the border. No, 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 no. The problem is law enforcement trying to enforce the border, or trying to keep the border safe. Listen to this. Again, it's a trip into fantasy land, okay? Republican voters feeling attracted to it. Why did we find, um, at least those in the the field found, that Latino voters in the Rio Grande, many of them were supporting the migration buses, that extraordinary, you know, Governors Abbott and DeSantis sending people with no one... No knowledge of where they were going and sending them farther away from their hearings. Biden was doing that already. Yeah. In the dark of night, Andrea Mitchell on MSNBC apparently doesn't know that. Apparently she doesn't cover the news. She's just a mouthpiece for the Democratic Party. Anyway, they go on. Look, I think this is such a complicated issue, obviously, right? We have a party that has basically run on one position, build a wall. 
and that's it, and the inhumanity of immigrants. It is distressing to see people on the border, which I have crossed for the entirety of my life, and you know what's out of control on the border, Andrea? It's not actually human beings trying to find their way. What's out of control is the militarization of the border, the, the violence at the border, the violence that the Border Patrol actually perpetrates and creates with their own policies, something that I'm doing deep investigation. No, That's the, stunning. So again, what what people in a comfy studio in D.C. are saying is that Latino voters in South Texas who broke towards the Republican Party again are actually not aware of what is happening in their own communities. They're not aware of it. How could they side with the Border Patrol? Well, because in a lot of these communities, most of them are related to someone in the Border Patrol or, or law enforcement in general, in general, and they know how bad it is. Right. I mean, what's wrong with people yearning for and wanting to live in peace and just go about their lives? Right. I mean, nobody's saying, nobody's anti-immigration. Everybody's like, there's a way to do this, and this is absolutely the wrong way. Anybody can walk in and do whatever they want. Not to mention, the discussion isn't even about fentanyl anymore. Right. I mean, stop it with all this. That's nonsense. Yeah. They say, and well, do you think if they were being beaten by border guards, we wouldn't see that on every freaking newscast on the planet tonight? <laughs> right. They love that stuff. <laughs> they they love it so much they had to make up an incident. They where created somebody was, it. Yeah. yeah. Out of thin air, they yeah. created it. That somebody was whipping And my orcas wouldn't be demanding yeah. that they stop today because it's not happening. Right. God. I mean, it's one this those, is easy to figure out, man. This is not hard. Right. And, and it's one thing to say, okay, well, this officer did this or this agent did well, that, yeah. you know, and demand accountability. That's one sure. thing. But to say that it's the entirety of the Border Patrol. Yes. To say that it's all of the people working to try to protect our southern border against almost impossible odds. Right. And with an administration that has told them, we will throw you under the bus the first moment it becomes politically advantageous for us to Absolutely. do so. Absolutely, yeah. They, the fact that anyone still works for Border Patrol right now is a miracle. God bless yeah. those men and women. Oh, yeah. For sticking by. I mean, their bosses hate them. And, and they you're still hearing crap like job. this. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and then... And it's, it's just allowed. It, by the way, <laughs> is that a conspiracy theory? Is anybody <laughs> suggesting it? <laughs> that... That that you could actually have somebody sitting there on MSNBC saying, you know, the real disheartening thing is that all these Latino voters are reacting to what they're seeing in their hometowns. Wow. How terrible. Yeah. Just let people come on through. Yeah. That's what you need to do. That's no. the loving thing to do. Golly, man. It is it is so infuriating. It, it really is. Meanwhile, That's insane. Yes. Me, meanwhile, uh, I guess you could say this is a response to Donald Trump now from one Governor Ron DeSantis, who is uh, his star has been rising really for for a while, for a few years now. But uh, especially in the last week after the midterm elections, and there's been this talk about him versus uh, against Donald Trump. Donald Trump has been putting out all sorts of statements, going after Ron DeSantis and media for pumping him up. Um, and, of course, Trump has his big announcement tonight. Ron DeSantis was asked to respond uh, to what 
Trump has been saying about him. And I think he did this in a pretty good way. I Again, I'd kind of like him to back off just a little bit just because, uh-huh. you know, don't just don't give any oxygen to it whatsoever. But here's uh, here's DeSantis. Well, you know, one of the things I've learned, like learned in this job is um, uh, when you're do when you're leading, when you're getting getting things done, yeah, you take incoming fire. That's just the nature of it. Uh, I roll out of bed in the morning. I've got corporate media outlets that have a spasm just the fact that I'm getting up in the morning, <laughs> and it's constantly attacking. And this is just what's happened. I don't think any governor got attacked more, particularly by corporate media, than me over my four-year term. And yet, I think what you what you learn is all that's just noise. And really what matters is, are you leading? Are you getting in front of issues? Uh, are you delivering results for people? And are you standing up for folks? And if you do that, then none of that stuff matters. And, and that's what we've done. We focused on results and leadership. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, I would just uh, tell people to go check out the scoreboard from last Tuesday night. Scoreboard it. There it is. Yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, to me, that was directed initially or mainly at uh, media, but obviously there's a dig at Trump there. That, hey, man, yeah. look, you know, in, in the toss up races in the House that you had your hand picked candidates running in, they all lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's. You know, keep some perspective here, and that's all. All DeSantis really needs to do uh, moving forward, if there is a primary between those two men. But I, again, I don't even know that Ron DeSantis is running. I assume he is, but but we don't know that. You know, that, that was a great point. You and I were talking about this earlier because that's something about it. And you said, really, I don't know if he's running or not. I heard that from a couple of other people. Yeah. And, you know, if Trump gets into this, he may just go. You know what? I'm not. I'm not dealing with yeah. this food fight. I'm not going to deal with it. And and maybe that would be the smart thing moving forward. I mean, I, yeah. I think, you know, the the question is, do you wait too long? Does right. something else come come around the bend? Do yeah. you take advantage of the momentum that you think you have? You well, know, he's and got that, a job of it, yeah. All of it's hypothetical because, again, we we have a decent idea of what, what Trump is probably going to announce tonight, but um, we don't know for sure. No. I mean, he could be, you know, going out there tonight and saying, hey, I've announced that uh, I've bought the patent for the McRib and it's going to be available year-round. <laughs> At Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> it would be really cool if he just promoted a book tonight. Yeah. Well, he's done that before. Remember, he yeah. had this big press conference, and I don't remember what they were expecting him to do, but it was the opening of his hotel in D.C. So he has this con- news conference. All the media is around. They are just they're, they're thinking that it's going to be something huge that he's going to be announcing, and then all he does is talk about his nice hotel. Right. And it was brilliant. It was hilarious because that dude got a free, like, 30 to 45 minute long infomercial for his hotel. Right. Hotels. <laughs> they rickrolled him. And um. I'll never forget one of the people, I think it was Jeffrey Tubin, actually, of all people, um, on CNN, who uh, afterward actually just had to take the L and just say, he got us. You know, he, <laughs> he, just, he just made us promote his hotel in D.C. By the way, who is carrying this thing? Is it? I mean, I would imagine Fox will carry it. I think it. a lot of people are going CNN to CNN going to carry it. it. Networks aren't going to carry it, though. I wouldn't think. Well, maybe they will. Uh, I, don't no, I don't know. You know, I, I think there are a lot. Certainly, a lot of uh, news talk radio stations. Check oh, yeah, lo- local listings, listings, as they say, right. Right. Um, yeah. are, are going to be carrying this because uh, yeah, people are genuinely interested. What is it that he's going to announce? I mean, is it going to be that he's running for president? 
or is he going to, you know, maybe take my advice and and you know dangle out the war chest there and say, hey, if you want my two hundred million dollars, uh, you got to go through me in the primary, and he's going to basically treat the GOP primary like a reality show. Because yeah, the rea- well, I mean, because in all honesty, the the primary process already is kind of a reality show, the mm-hmm. way it's presented on television, the way that. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, the way that people sort of analyze it in terms of who got points, who didn't get points. I mean, it is already a reality show, so why not have uh, one of the mo- more successful reality show hosts actually do that for the GOP primary and say, who will get Trump's endorsement 2024? Maybe tonight he walks out there and uh, he, he tells us all that Led Zeppelin's getting back together for a reunion tour. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> And they're gonna they're gonna open at one of his casinos. <laughs> I've just announced Robert Plant, <laughs> Jimmy Page, and Jimmy Page, John Paul Jones will be joined by John Bonham's son yes. in the reuniting of Led Zeppelin. <laughs> My new casino, yes, yeah. I like that idea. That, <laughs> I, I, but yeah, I mean, he's probably announcing for president. But we'll, we'll I'm guessing we'll yeah, have to wait but, and see what okay. that is. And All so right. it's gonna it's gonna get fun. It's really gonna get fun. And I just think you know. As this plays out, just keep an open mind for anybody who throws their hat into the ring and watch it, watch it unfold. It's going to be interesting. This is the Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin Show. There is Scott Robbins. Jamie Markley yep. is on special assignment. Uh, something to keep an eye on uh, is Governor Greg Abbott of Texas has invoked the invasion clauses of the U.S. and Texas constitutions to fully authorize Texas to take unprecedented measures to defend the state against an invasion at the of southern illegal border. immigrants. Yes. Yeah. Of course. So this has been, that makes total sense. Yeah, this has been talked about before. He also made the point that this would uh, allow uh, him to form a coalition with other states in order to try to partner up. I don't know what other states would do it at this point because of the way the elections went, but we'll see. Well, Florida, I'm sure, is on board. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see where that goes and... Uh, you know, providing the updates on that, but that is uh, hot off the presses, as they say. Well, you know what? What you know what this says, though, it says the federal government is not doing their job. They can't help us. Yeah, they're they, not going to help us. They flat out refuse to. So we've got to do something yeah. to protect the people who live in the state. I get it. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, there, this is kind of a win-win situation for a guy like uh, Greg Abbott and any other governor who wants to get on board with this, because. Uh, you know the Biden administration is going to sue. They're oh, going to sure. sue him to try to stop him from doing it. Yeah. But all that does is bring more focus and attention to the crisis at the border, just like That's the busing. Right. I mean, there right. is a practical application when it comes to trying to offload people who have been stuck in shelters along the border to other states. And then there was the political consideration of sending them to places like D.C. and New York and Chicago, right? The, the political 
side being, hey, you said you were a sanctuary city, you take them. Then they raise holy hell about it. Um, and suddenly people who only watch the Today Show realize, oh, gosh, maybe there is actually a real problem at the border. Right. I agree. Huh. Weird. So there, there is that. And so in this case, if there's a long, drawn-out legal battle over what authority the Texas governor can exercise when it comes to the uh, crisis at the border, all it does is shine a spotlight on the Biden administration's failures. Yeah. So even if he loses in court, he wins in the court of public opinion, I do believe. So, again, we'll keep an update on that, see if the White House has anything to say about it once they get a chance to digest it. Uh, Libs of TikTok dug up this gem. Uh, Libs of TikTok, of course, is the uh, Twitter account that just all they do is all she does is she goes to TikTok and finds liberals talking about things that liberals like. And that has caused controversy because people in mainstream media don't like that. No, the activist class don't like that because they don't like having the mirror up in front of their faces and they really don't like their crazy stuff being shared with the masses they like to keep it in house yeah of course they do see yeah. there's the thing they they don't they don't call it genital mutilation of children they call it gender affirming care That's things right. like that and so libs of tiktok actually shows how insane these people are uh but this is actually a woman talking about how she won't be promiscuous anymore because of restrictions oh, on God, abortion I saw this <laughs> this oh. is hilarious oh, man, man. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I decided to ban abortions, so I'm deciding to ban sex. You will literally have to be my husband. I swear to y'all, like it is in no way that y'all are gonna even accidentally get a pregnant or none of that. Like you're done. You're done. Oh my gosh, you're telling me that you're going to discover personal responsibility is an important part of bodily autonomy and life in general? I'll tell you and something, that's marriage material right there too. <laughs> <laughs> Holy smokes. No, don't do that. No, <laughs> It's like all these, well, the news outlets after the Roe v. Wade, uh, well, I guess the Dobbs decision was was made and announced. All these, all these news outlets were covering how all these young men they're they're showing you pro life ignoramus. They're getting vasectomies, and every pro life person I knew was like, "Good," (laughs) because that's better than killing an unborn baby. Yeah, Um, I I I saw that beauty. And in this case, it's like, wow, you say you're going to save yourself for marriage? Wow. Oh, no. <laughs> Whatever will I do? By the way, I don't, I don't think it's going to be a stretch either. No, no, I'm it's, just saying. Right. This is yeah. the Markley Van Cave and Robin show. Uh, biggest story of the day. I guess it's more of a preview. Uh, you know, Donald Trump at 9 o'clock Eastern is going to be making his big announcement. Whatever it may be. Probably Grab the popcorn, everybody. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and uh, uh, Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, has kind of waded into it. He was asked about uh, the attacks coming from Donald Trump, and I think he handled it pretty well, just sort of saying, hey, look, you know, uh, when you're in the public eye, when you're leading, you're going to be taking fire from all sides. And, you know, again, look at the scoreboard yep. <laughs> from last week. You know, yep. <laughs> up and down the ballot, you know, Florida Republicans kicked some serious butt. Yep. Um, so leadership does matter over whatever narrative is out there. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show.
Mark Lee, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I'm David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Jamie Hello. Mark Lee is on special assignment. He's got the Rona. He's got the Rona. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It just helps. It really just writes itself, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, Chuck Schumer, he's going to be staying on as the Senate Majority Leader since the Democrats have held on to the Senate. And uh, he gave a little bit of a victory speech last night. Uh, made a doozy of a claim uh, in the process. But, you know, Chuck Schumer is no stranger to lies. But here, no. this one was kind of big even for him. Because Democrats had a strong agenda here and did things for the American people, we won. And despite the negativity and divisiveness, the threats of violence and even the violence itself that occurred with MAGA Republicanism dominating the country, the American people stepped back from the precipice and chose progress and getting things done rather than the voices of divisiveness, nastiness, and lack of complete truth and honor. Yeah. Okay. As as the president of the United States went out there and lied about Republicans constantly and said that anybody who voted for Donald Trump, well, you're basically a fascist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That divisiveness, huh? What, what MAGA violence was there? Is he, is he, I, I, is he alluding to the speaker of the house's husband getting hit with a hammer by a guy who got messages from an imaginary bird fairy? Well, wasn't it Chuck Schumer who was uh, the whirlwind speech? Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't that him who was inciting violence? Uh, yeah. And not, not you know, just a Something few months about, later. Yeah, yeah. So a guy with a gun showed up outside of Brett yeah. Kavanaugh's home. Yeah, he was. You listen, Kavanaugh. Yeah. He was calling him out. Yeah. So, hmm. Very yeah, interesting. I mean, they, again, they never do that. You know, they <laughs> they never do that. The violence only belongs to one party. That, yeah, right. That's what they say. Right. But I, like, we don't we don't have any memory of riots that took place before that. No. Or still taking place today. Yeah, and well, I mean, yeah. Just ask anybody who, who works at or volunteers at or has a connection to uh, pregnancy resource center. Well, yeah. I mean, violence in all forms is a bad thing, and I mean, I mean, certainly. But, but, I mean, I love the way they pin this on one party all the time, though. Yeah, and that's what I mean. It's like after the after the lie. Dobbs decision came down, yeah, oh God. Catholic uh, charities were under assault. Not yes. by MAGA bros. No. No, no by the no, blue-haired no, no. freak show that, that and, Democrats love. Yeah, the summer of love never happened either. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> no. None of that ne- happened. Never happened. No, the chaos, no. the death, the destruction. No, 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 no. taking well, over city blocks. No, I, none of that. I don't I don't know if you knew that, knew this, but uh Antifa and Black Lives Matter rioters, yeah. uh, they they're MAGA bros. I didn't well, know that. But well, you could see it. Uh, now, you, the, now you know. Yeah. Now you know the <laughs> truth. Yes. <laughs> Meanwhile, now I, I I know sometimes we get dinged for this, but one of the reasons why we bring up content from the cows on the view is because it is officially designated as an ABC news program. This gets back to everything we've been talking about earlier today, creating something out of thin air that no one ever said. This happens in real life. This happens in your business. This happened to me before when you used to have the disgruntled employee when I was in management. Oh God. When you were in management, people come to you. Well, people are saying, and it's their own agenda. Yeah. People are saying X, X, Y, Z about our news department or people are spe- that I would I would go specifically tell me who these people are so I can call them. All right. Who are they? 
They're, they weren't there. There is no one. Yeah. You just say stuff. But, yeah, and, and the reason we talk about these people on The View is because they do actually get more viewers than most primetime cable news shows. Incredibly, yes. They, they are actually a legitimate yeah. news program in the yeah. eyes of, of millions, millions of people yes. in this country. And it's a constant source of actual disinformation. And here's another example of it. The ladies were kicking around the youth turnout in the 2022 midterms, and Sonny Hostin made a very, very bizarre claim about what huge Republicans want to do. Way. Oh, huge racist. Oh, yeah. Ra- yeah. Huge racist. Yeah. Okay. Younger voters age 18 to 29, which, by the way, now the Republicans want to uh, raise the, the voting to age 28. Um, younger voters what? were the only voter group. Yeah. And then you only... notice the audience was like, what? Yeah. Who said that? Who? No one said that. So I, I, it took a little bit of digging to try to crawl around in the, into the space between Sonny Hostin's ears. But apparently there is some guy who does a radio show and writes a column or something. I don't, I, I've never heard of this guy before had made the point that, uh, something like voting should be raised to 28, uh, based off of, I, I guess what trends are with childbirth and starting a family and things like that. Now that's one guy on okay. Twitter who yeah. said that. And 28, raising the age to 28, I think that's ridiculous. The, the minimum voting age should be 35, just for the record. I was going to go for but, 40, but hey, <laughs> what do I know? Well, I'm 35, and I like voting. So Okay. All right. I'm not going to Those other rules get to years. apply to everybody yeah, else. Right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Except David no, Van Camp. Yeah. But, but again, nobody is actually saying, yes, we need to raise the voting age to 28. No there's, one says that. There's one. I've never heard that before. There, there's one political ideology that wants to mess with the voting age, and it's Democrats saying we should let 16-year-olds vote. Right. Which, no, we shouldn't. And then somebody said the sergeant at arms is a Vulcan. <laughs> I mean, you know, so what? Right. I mean, golly. But yeah, apparently uh, the GOP platform is raising the voting age to 28. Honestly, no, I, I think things probably would get better if that well, they were the probably case. would, but that's but, the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Of course but, not. Right. No, that's not going to happen. We've no. determined in this country that 18 is the age of an adult. Yes. You can argue with that all day. No. I'd argue with it all day, but it doesn't matter. You're you're an adult. But her to just throw that out there. Well, right. you know, they want it raised to 28. No, they don't. Who said that? Yeah. I mean, you and are. And you hear the audience go, ooh. <laughs> Did you notice that little murmur yeah, that took place that in the audience? Yeah. Yeah. 29, which, by the way, now the Republicans want to uh, raise the, the voting to age 28. Um, younger voters were the only. Ooh, you, ooh. I think I could actually hear somebody say, what? Yeah, right. Because nobody's Younger heard Younger voters were the yeah, only voters. There it is. You can hear it. Yeah. Raised the, the voting to age 28. Um, younger voters were the... What? What? <laughs> and they're actually sitting there. And you know what? There are a lot of people, because that goes unchallenged, that goes unfact-checked. Oh, yeah. yeah There's absolutely. a lot of people who watch that in the audience and in the audience at home uh, who are... That's their takeaway. Republicans want to raise the voting age to 28. 28. Wow. God. That's incredible. Okay. All right. Why would they do that? This is not our democracy. You know, <laughs> so here we go. Conspiracy theorist, racist, and disinformation peddler, Sonny Hostin on The View, yes. everybody. Racist like crazy. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, speaking of which, Socialist Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez seems to think it's racist to run campaigns against black people. 
You heard this? I, yeah. Well, this here we go again. So she was it's talk- like Crazyville. This this fifteen minute stretch of radio. <laughs> she was speaking with CNN's Chris Wallace, dissecting the midterm elections, and brought up Mandela Barnes, the Wisconsin Democrat. Chris who, Wallace. Yeah. Yeah. The the actual show is called "Who's Talking to Chris Wallace," <laughs> which, which I think is one of the most the funniest unintentional self owns ever. Well, well, Who's s- talking to him? Substitute talking with listening or yeah. watching. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, brought up Mandela Barnes, the Wisconsin Democrat who lost his Senate race to Republican Ron Johnson by like one point. It was razor thin margin. There. Oh yeah. Um, and Alexandria Ocasio Cortez says, "Hey, you know what? We got to talk about race in this in this particular contest." Okay. It's important to identify ourselves strongly as who we are. I I think Tim Ryan ran a phenomenal race. Mandela Barnes ran a great race. I think there are racial dynamics in that race that need to be discussed in terms of how Republicans targeted a a black man running in that race. Um, And I think that that needs to be just put out there. And then it's not challenged. Again, just you throw it out there. Well, we got to talk about the racial dynamics. What racial dynamics? What are you talking about? So if a black guy runs against a white guy and the white guy wins, then it's racism. Yes. Okay, got it. I just want to make sure yeah. I understand it. Unless the black guy is a Republican. Then it right. Yeah. Okay. Then because, okay. Because according to the left, the black can't Republican, be a Republican right. yes, is a is a foot soldier for white supremacy. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. That, or as they called Larry Elder, the uh black face of white supremacy. That's it. Yeah. Uh-huh. On a lighter note, I, I brought this up because I, I thought about you immediately, Scott, with this, because I know one of your favorite movies is Spinal Tap. Oh, yeah, great movie, yeah. And this story reads like something out of a Spinal Tap-esque universe. Okay, so there are four huge uh, rock bands in Japan that four of their members are now forming a super group. Uh Uh-oh. And they're called the Last Rock Stars. Okay? (laughs) And as the story goes, they are in a race against time to preserve the spirit of rock music. (laughs) Yoshiki told reporters, uh, we've come together to start this challenge for the world out of Japan. They announced their new group on stage in Tokyo, saying the idea developed just naturally. Uh, and they say uh, they feel defiant. the defiant spirit of rock music needs to continue, noting that the members are getting older. Aside from one of the guys who's 41, all the others are in their 50s. So uh, one of the guys said, this may be our last chance at this challenge. We want to put what's left of our lives on the line to make the world rock with our music. Oh, my gosh. Another guy says, finally, this day has come. I'm so excited. And this is my favorite part, man. Uh, As they call it, a dream team, et cetera. One of the guys is uh, known as the samurai guitarist because he doesn't use a pick. He slaps the guitar. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, and anyway, he says, it's as if this is the last moment. As if. Is that how we ended it? Tap into America. Yeah. I love it, man. I, oh, my gosh. <laughs> that just, I was laughing reading that this morning so hard. Just like they're, they are here to save rock and roll, man. <laughs> there you go. All right. What a sacrifice. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, Alejandro Mayorkas says the border is secure, but domestic uh, violent extremism is still the number one threat in America. All right. Heard this one before. This is the Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin Show.
Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I'm David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Jamie Markley's out. He's got the Rona. Uh, probably back tomorrow, I think. Uh, this is ungood news. According to the Associated Press, senior U.S. intelligence official says that uh, Russian missiles crossed into uh, NATO member Poland's territory, oh, boy. killing two people. Oh, boy. Yeah. You've had okay. the, uh, the White House has been very consistent in saying that uh, they would defend every inch of NATO territory, and if uh, Russia were to get involved... Uh, in NATO territory, then then it would be on, as would be our commitment to the alliance. So I don't know if somebody just lost track of a couple of their missiles or if this is an intentional act of war. Uh, this is not good, though. Have they? Have the German officials said anything yet? Made a statement yet? Commented Polish. yet? Polish, rather. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, we are waiting to hear okay. uh, from. Uh, leadership in Poland. I believe they have their national security team getting together right now Jeez. to formulate a response to this. Russia, uh, yeah. nothing from Russia either on this. Yeah, the uh, so the news right now. What what we know is uh, smokes, according man. to uh, our officials here, uh, Russian missiles crossed into Poland and killed two people. Gosh dang! All right, okay. we'll keep an eye on that and update you on uh, World War Three as it happens. Yeah, no kidding. Um, hopefully cooler heads will prevail here. Mm-hmm. Uh, on a much lighter note, because I think we, we need this, I know that you are just perplexed by this yet again. Pete Davidson has done it again. <laughs> What's the deal, man? <laughs> I mean, somebody, please. I know what I'm going to get. I'm going to get a bunch of you saying, well, you know why, don't you? Because... Yeah. Well, no, I don't I don't know. So apparently they'll, they'll he's... What, what's it? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'll hear I, I, every time. They call him Mr. Ed. That's right. That's, what, okay. that's exactly what I hear all the time. Pete Davidson, that goofy guy from uh, formerly of SNL, who just has uh, an incredible batting average with some very attractive people. Kate Is this Beckinsale. a bullpen call again? Yeah. Uh, Ariana Grande. Then, uh, yeah. of course, Kim Kardashian. And now, uh, what? Uh, I. I, I Never clear on how to pronounce her last name. Emily Radachkowski. I believe that's correct, yes. Uh, supermodel. Yes, supermodel. Apparently, yeah. uh, they were having a romantic dinner in Brooklyn, getting cozy, holding hands and whatever. Uh, they're hoping to uh, fly under the radar. Now, she just filed for divorce from her husband there we uh, go. back in September. So, yes, dude, it's called the bullpen. This is the theory that we have been formulating for a while, uh-huh. ever since you were very obsessed with and, and perplexed by Pete nice. Davidson's ability yeah. um, to just land some of the most attractive women in, in the entertainment industry. Now, I, 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 it's, it's the middle reliever theory. You know, he's not a starter on the team. No, nah, not there. He's definitely not no. a closer. But he'll get you two or three solid innings. He's good for about 40 pitches two, three times a week. He'll come out out of the bullpen, and he'll get you through. You know, if your starter is struggling a little bit, maybe base is loaded, has already mm-hmm. walked in a run, he can come yeah. in and close out the inning. He's there. He's a friendly face. He's a funny guy. He's like Mr. Sixth Inning. Right, Exactly. Uh, yeah. He'll he'll have a good career. No one will ever know his name. No one will ever 
like just be pining for his baseball card. But he made it to the show, okay? So he'll be able to, you know, uh, run a car dealership in retirement or something like that because, uh, you know, he'll be able to say formally of blah, 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 right? Well, yeah, because he's 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 entered the Forbidden City, too. <laughs> I mean, he... He's inside the walls now. I mean, the resume says it's okay for them to date you now. Yes. Because you've built that resume up now. It's like, well, Kim Kardashian dated him. Heck yeah. I I do actually wonder, though, is there something where these ladies just sort of talk to one another and they're like, okay, if you go through a, a messy breakup or divorce or something, just do this to troll your ex. Yeah. Pete so nothing Davidson. ever really happens between any of them. Yeah. It's just he he's he's photographed with them in order to say yes I've moved on because I'm I'm dating a guy who looks like the junkie that you know hang yeah. outside of Seven Eleven always. But he's so funny, right? I mean, he's exactly, so funny. He's a perfect middle reliever. That is that's got to be it. All right, <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm David Van Camp. There is Scott Robbins. Jamie Markley's out. He's got the Rona. Uh, the shape of the day just changed a little bit here, Scott. What's that? Um, as it has now been reported by the Associated Press, citing unnamed U.S. intelligence officials. Again, you know, this is preliminary information that during a barrage on the energy infrastructure in Ukraine, a couple of Russian missiles crossed the border into Poland. Yeah, this, this and killed just... two people. Yeah, boy. So it sounds like they didn't keep their uh, uh, their weapons in check, and it just went across the border. Still waiting for more information on this. Mm. Poland is uh, convening its uh, top military officials to uh, formulate a response and get more information out uh, to what is being reported again as Russia sending missiles into into Poland during this attack on Ukrainian energy infrastructure. So, you know, again, that changes the, the face of things. Uh, as Biden has committed the United States to defending every inch of NATO territory, we'll wait and see what the responses will be. Uh, it doesn't seem, again, this is uh, this is absolutely just, from the cheap seats on my part. It doesn't seem like there was an intent to actually go into Poland. Uh, it seems like just the incompetence of the Russian military has uh, shown itself again. Because I can't imagine that they would do it on a scale that's this small if they're really going to say, okay, it's on NATO versus Yeah, I see your point there. Versus yeah. Russia. It seems like you would be delivering a bigger strike. Although maybe you just want, again, maybe you want the attention. I don't know. Or, you know. Again, or maybe it's just wagging it. Yeah. You know? 
Could be. Uh, you know, they, they have also talked a lot about false flag attacks and things like that. Did somebody else do it? I don't know. Again, we, we, don't, we don't have any of the information uh, necessary to formulate a, a solid opinion. Just, again, to me, from the cheap seats, it just seems like if Russia were going to say, all right, it's World War III, they would make a bigger opening move right. than, than this. Yeah. So we'll be keeping an update on that. Well, following. and maybe the humiliation in the Ukraine... Yeah, they want everyone to flex their muscle a little bit. Yeah, you know. but again, I, yeah, I know, I know what I you're mean, saying. Though I get it. It, yeah. it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me that they yeah. would do that intentionally without yes. also going out of their way to cause more casualties. Because we've seen what they've been doing in Ukraine, and they're not above killing men, women, and children. So, it, 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 again, it seems to me if this were an intentional act, it would be right. bigger. It would be on yeah. a bigger scale. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, here at home. Uh, the FBI director, Christopher Wray, was testifying in front of the House of Representatives uh, and was asked a little bit about the Capitol right, you know, what the uh, left and the media are all calling the insurrection. Ah. And the opening or the, the, the ongoing question has been about what role the FBI played in the Capitol riot, because it does seem like there are some there are I'll just say this. And we've talked about this now pretty much since the day it happened, actually even before the riot happened, that a lot of the lead-up to it didn't make a lot of sense. You know, people were talking about bringing in the National Guard. Well, the mayor of D.C., Muriel Bowser, said, yes, but they can't have guns. Well, so you're, you're having the National Guard playing traffic cop, essentially. Uh, why, wouldn't, why weren't there tighter security restrictions in place around the Capitol, knowing that there were going to be 100,000 people not far away, uh, again, all of these questions, were there feds within? And we know that there were informants within the crowd that the FBI uh, had every reason to know that somebody mm-hmm. was going to try to do something, and they didn't stop it. So why not? So Representative Clay Higgins, he wanted to ask the FBI director about the feds' involvement in the Capitol riot. And, uh, well, this is, this is it, it's always interesting to hear how people get defensive after just being asked a simple question. But here we go. Well, Congressman, as I'm sure you can appreciate, I have to be very careful about what I can say about when... Even now, because that's what you told us two years ago. May I finish? Uh, About when we do and do not, and where we have and have not used confidential human sources. Uh, But to the extent that there's a suggestion, for example that the FBI's confidential human sources or FBI employees in some way instigated or orchestrated January 6th, that's categorically false. Did you have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters inside the Capitol on January the 6th prior to the doors being open? Again, I had to be very careful. It should be a no. Can you not tell the American people no? We did not have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters positioned inside the Capitol. Gentlemen's time has expired. You should not read anything into my decision uh, not to share information. Director Ray, confidential gentlemen's human time has expired. All right, any time a Fed says, don't read anything into my non-answer, <laughs> read everything into your non-answer, okay? <laughs> I, I just like these Southern guys tearing these guys up. <laughs> well, now you mean to tell me, boy. <laughs> right here, Mr. Ray. All right. Now listen here now. I'm it's sure. a simple yes or no. <laughs> you should be able to tell the American people that the feds were not in on the Capitol riot. I would, I would assume that you'd 
I what? was born on a day that starts with Y, sir, but it wasn't yesterday. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> but it's it, the interesting thing to me, and I, I don't know what's going on in Christopher Ray's head or anything like that, but it is very interesting yeah. that he immediately jumps to, well, we didn't start it. Okay, right. so you did have people in, you, you did have informants within this crowd, and the FBI didn't take any steps to try to stop it. I mean, you knew guys the night before. Uh, it just seems like y'all could have done a little bit more, and, and you didn't. Um, mm-hmm. That's not to excuse anybody who followed uh, and and breaking windows and whatnot. That's not to excuse any of that behavior. But it is very interesting. And the one thing I still can't get over is that one video, not from like the front where all so many people were, and you get all these images that uh, of of the rioting that was going on outside and the crowds building up outside. But it was uh, a side entrance somewhere where there just happened to be a two by four left underneath a window, right and. One of the guys runs up and says, let's get it. And they grab the two-by-four. It's just this nice piece of lumber. Now, I, now I've seen lumber prices. I like to build at home. I don't just leave two-by-fours hanging around anywhere I want. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just seems very odd that there's a piece of lumber sitting there just under a window that winds up being used to break said window. It's, it is odd, and it's very it's a red flag to me when a guy like Christopher Ray or anybody gets super defensive when somebody just asks, hey, did you have informants within the crowd? Uh, because, well, we know you did. Yeah. You know, can you can you say yes or no? And he says, well, well, maybe, but but we didn't start the riot, okay? That's categorically right. false. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what else we did, but, I mean, hey. I mean, hey, all we did was put LSD in the drinking water, okay? We didn't. Well, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Golly. Uh, we learned something new today. Uh, in Boston, you've got a situation, again, where Walgreens uh, stores are closing in certain neighborhoods because they keep getting robbed because the shoplifting's out of control. Right. Uh, and now Boston city officials have accused Walgreens of racism. Racism. Oh, yeah. Are you really? Really? <laughs> yes. A- after they said they'd be closing three stores oh, uh, in God. primarily black and Hispanic neighborhoods. Uh, one of the uh, city councilors said that corporate businesses have far too long treated black and brown and working class communities as though we are second class citizens. Uh-huh. Uh, one of the other uh, city councilors also accused Walgreens of closing these facilities without conducting studies on the possible impacts on or giving enough notice to customers. Look, it's their company. They they're not a public service. I mean, they're they're a company. They're they're in it to make money. And if they're not making money in a neighborhood, they're going to leave. Mm-hmm. And if they are going to, uh, you know, they're, they're basically they they can't just take the hit constantly. If they're not making money, they're not, they're not going to stay. And they are well. Under- no, why would? And of course not. It's not. It's it's not a public service. No. Oh, no, I, I remember a few years ago covering a story when I was a news reporter, and, and you were on the air with Jamie, and uh, there was a grocery store in a neighborhood that, that was closing down. And that's when we all got oh, yeah. treated to the, the word food desert over and over and over. Over time, yeah. And in that particular case, it was really not true, but they were jumping all over the food desert stuff and acting like the company in that situation was acting greedy. Like, no, they were getting robbed. 
People were stealing from them. People were stealing from them. And, yeah, and they didn't like it. Yeah, and guess what? They actually picked up that store and moved it to a different neighborhood, and uh, they didn't get robbed anymore. Yeah, well, why do I have to operate like this? Yeah. If you want to if you want to stop businesses from leaving different communities and especially if you're talking lower income whether that's white, black, hispanic, I, you know, uh if you want to make sure that those companies stay then uh enforce the law better. It's it's really not complicated. There is no magic uh there is no secret sauce in this, okay? It's just mm-hmm. make sure that employees are safe, that customers are safe. And that the business has an opportunity to thrive, and then you don't lose businesses. Mm-hmm. But this is what happens. They just these these woke progressive morons just immediately go to the racist card because they don't want to admit that they're failing at their basic duties as representatives of a city. See this time and time again. It's sad to see, and I think more and more people are just starting to wake up to this. And that's mm-hmm. a good thing, because they are overplaying their hand. Uh, We've got a news update. Of course, we are going to be uh, following the story that Russia uh, allegedly sent a couple of missiles into Poland. Uh, we'll be following that, whatever updates occur. Uh, and, uh, well, we got more trouble for TikTok, the social media company. <laughs> oh, we'll, boy. We'll get into that next. The Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm David Van Camp. There is Scott Robin. Shane Mark Lee's out. He's got the Rona. He's on the road to recovery. Probably back tomorrow. Uh, I, I'm guessing Thursday at the latest is when he'll be back. That's what we're, that's what we're anticipating yeah. anyway. So the Associated Press is reporting that Russian missiles crossed into NATO member Poland's territory and killed two people. Now the Pentagon is saying now they have no confirmation of this report. However, the Associated Press said they were talking to a member of the intelligence community. So, again, we don't know what is going on here, but that is driving the news today at this point. Uh, And a Polish, uh, well, the Polish government has called an urgent meeting of the Committee for National Security and Defense Affairs to formulate a response and uh, work on confirming uh, what exactly happened here. So mm-hmm. the backdrop of it is that Russia has been bombarding uh, Ukrainian energy assets. Um, and so I guess some of the missiles got out of control a little bit across the border. Uh-oh. That's not good. That's not a good way to stumble into World War III. But hopefully no, calmer uh, heads will prevail in this case. We'll keep you updated on that as developments uh, come out. One of the funniest things that I've been seeing is... The reaction of Twitter employees getting fired. Have you seen yeah. this? This is like my yeah. new my my new favorite genre, where they are shocked to learn that Elon Musk is firing them for being insolent little babies. Because you know, for for too long they'd had people in positions of power who would put up with it, who would say, "Yeah, you can besmirch me in public. You can." You know, do everything in your power to drive down the profitability of our company, and it doesn't really matter. We're not going to do anything about it because you're on our team. Uh, Elon Musk is not doing that. 
No. You know, generally when a boss comes in and says, I'm going to fire 75% of the workforce, you do what you can to not get fired. Well, that would be the, the, <laughs> the thing to do. I mean, particularly, yeah. Yeah. yeah you want, it's called sucking up, and sometimes you have to do that for a while. <laughs> well, there, there's one guy who uh, was tweeting about how uh, Twitter uh, doesn't work very well on Android devices. And says, well, I've been working on Android for six years, and here's why, blah, blah, blah. It's fine. And then Elon Musk says, okay, well, what have you been doing to, I don't know, improve it? And he couldn't answer the question, and then he gets fired. Oh. <laughs> and then a bunch of people on internal messaging systems have been uh, like calling him Hitler and all of this stuff. And, well, Elon Musk found out about it and said, well, you have free speech to take somewhere else to work. You know, and that, and that kids, is how the real world works. Yeah. I mean, you've been living in this weird world for a long time now. Yeah, that in your separation from reality is. Yeah, like like somehow I'm supposed yeah. to feel sorry for these people who talked uh, themselves out of a job. No. Eh, well, sorry. No, 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 no. I don't. No. You nope, see, I one, don't. one person's reaction to uh, to the whole thing, uh, what what he's what Elon Musk is doing at Twitter to cut down on costs. For example, giving away free lunches. That's done now. No provided lunches at work. Somebody weighed in over the weekend saying, well, now he's not just firing them, but he's starving the employees who stay. <laughs> starving? <laughs> if you can't figure out how to make a bologna sandwich, put it in a uh, paper bag and take it to work with you, oh, then it's man. not Elon Musk's fault. He's not the one who failed, okay? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> just incredible. Watching this because you're right, they, they they have lived in this fantasy land for years. That not only do they get all the perks they could possibly want for delivering a subpar product, but they also get to self appoint uh, or appoint themselves, I should say, uh, as the guardians of truth and democracy when in fact they're really just propagandists and spoiled yeah. brats. And now the real world is rearing its ugly head, and they're going to have to go find new jobs. And speaking of that, did you see the, uh, the uh, I think this was a Pew Research poll, that when it comes to job dissatisfaction and regret over the major that you got in college, mm-hmm. journalism is number one. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's a crappy job. Uh, yeah, it's a crappy job. Yeah, yeah, it's not a very good job. There aren't very good benefits now. Um, and you're always, always on the brink of being fired because, you know, budget mm-hmm. cuts and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Somebody else is going to come in and do your job for cheaper or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what people – and I don't know how much of that is a new thing. I mean, you talk to people who have been in the business for a long time, and they, they say, well, it was a little better back in the day because you had these benefits and whatnot. But I don't know. It always has kind of seemed to me – I remember going to school and hearing journalism professors who kind of washed out of the newspaper business saying, oh, yeah, by the way, if you want to make money, uh, pick a different major because this isn't the one for you. <laughs> but here we are. Uh, but you yeah. get famous, David. You right. get famous. Sure you do. This is yeah. the Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin Show. Big story of the day today uh, to me has now turned to uh, whether or not and why uh, Russia sent uh, missiles into Poland and killed two people. Again, the Pentagon is not confirming that right now, uh, but they are giving an update right now. Of course, uh, the reason this is a big deal is because we've 
as a nation, been committed to defending every inch of NATO territory, in the words of the president. Um, and if this is actually an intentional act, this drags us into a war with Russia, Jeez. which is bad, bad news. Gosh, so dang. we'll be following the updates on that. We've got a little bit from the uh, Pentagon press secretary coming up. This is the Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin Show. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Jamie Markley's out. He's got the Rona, but he is on the mend. All right. Yep. Well, big news today now, uh, oh man, uh, is that Russia, as it has been bombing uh, infrastructure for energy in Ukraine, something happened to a couple of missiles and they, uh, well, crossed the border into Poland. Yeah, oh, boy. Yeah, that's 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 not good. Now, again, from the cheap no. seats, I look at this and think, well, if Russia were really going to roll on NATO allies, then they would make a bigger show of it than this. This looks like this was incompetence to me. But, you know, the question is, how does Poland respond? How does NATO respond? What does Biden have to say about it? Uh, the Pentagon press secretary was asked about it uh, and what this means moving forward uh, with the United States posture uh, with Russia. President Biden has said a few times that the U.S. will defend every inch of NATO territory. If these reports are true, what does that look like for the administration? Yeah, thanks, Cesar. So, so, you know, as I mentioned, we're looking into these reports, don't have any information to corroborate them at this time. So I don't want to speculate or get into hypotheticals. When it comes to our security commitments uh, and Article 5, we've been crystal clear that we will defend every inch of NATO territory. Uh, fairly non-committal answer there mm -hmm. i mean but that's what you have to do you want to know i mean it's it's good that there are still people in the government who say okay well we don't want to go off half cocked here and just assume that this was a malicious uh right act or an intentional act i should say um but yeah i mean well again we're just following these updates as they come the report is that two people are dead in poland after russian missiles hit so we'll see. Uh, Polish officials are gathering now to uh, formulate their response, hopefully get some confirmation uh, later today. They asked Mayorkas, and he said, I don't, what missiles? There's no missiles. <laughs> he said the border with Poland is secure. It's secure. Okay. There's no yeah. missiles. No. But <laughs> right. What's the problem? Real yeah. quick, uh, you know, TikTok, the social media video app that, uh, you know, is really big with younger people right now. They've had a problem for a while because they're a Chinese spy app that the Chinese government absolutely has information on you if you are active on TikTok. But now they have another one, another issue. TikTok allegedly has child sex abuse material hiding in plain sight all over the place. And the way that apparently they do it is uh, they get around the filters by adding a couple of seconds of blackness 
So the whatever uh, technology they have that picks up mm-hmm. on these on this type of material doesn't see it in the first couple seconds of the video, and so then thinks, okay, it's okay to be shared. And also, you have to click through uh, from a link, and there's some code there that you have to click through. But man, I mean, that is one of the ugliest things about social media in general, and it's not just TikTok in this. It's Twitter. It's Facebook to a certain extent of child abuse being shared openly. Oh, yeah. Essentially, and not all that hard to find, apparently. And remember the story from Twitter that they really, I, I you know, for all of the wailing and moaning about Elon Musk buying Twitter, there was very little outrage when it came out that a couple years ago, there was a, a young boy who was coerced into performing sexual acts. He got catfished. And his videos were shared openly on Twitter. And when he complained to Twitter, Twitter said, we can't take it down. They had to get the Department of Homeland Security involved in order to get those videos taken off of Twitter. Not a lot was made out of that. It's kind of strange to me that that news media has spent hours and hours and hours complaining about Elon Musk. And this <laughs> little news story was just sort of like ah we're not gonna worry about that child exploitation on social media ah, who cares who cares well yeah and apparently that this this is rather new too archaeologists discovered that the name of satan beelzebub prince of darkness and on they recently found this dusted off their scroll tiktok oh wow what is that? Right on there. How'd you know? Yeah. <laughs> Can't believe that one got past all the yeah, scholars, yeah, huh? Yeah, really did. Yeah, just just found it. Yeah, yeah there you go. All yeah. right, time for your trifecta. Yeah, let's do it. Are you ready? One, two, one, two. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Trifecta, the top three stories of the day, according to Scott Robbins. Yeah. We always count it down three to one the way Casey Kasem taught us to. But he's not here. Uh, he's not here today. I think he got the Rona from Jamie, so they're mm. they're recuperating together, sharing stories. At his, at his advanced age, keep an eye on that one. I know. you gotta, you got to yep. worry about you it. you got to watch it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, number three, Tulsi Gabbard, former Democratic representative, uh, has signed a deal with Fox News. Actually hosted yeah. Tucker last night, right? Yeah, I, yeah, and I watched it. She's pretty good, actually. Not bad. Uh, she signed a deal with Fox and is going to become what they call a contributor on the network. She made several appearances on the network in the last several months and, of course, was on Tucker last night, as you mentioned. Now, this is going to be pretty interesting. Uh, Is this a prelude for another run for office or is this just in a way to expand the brand? Yeah, I think it's a brand thing more than anything. I mean, I, 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 I don't know who her constituency is. I mean, I, I could understand at least on a big national level, I, I. I, you know, I've heard it floated out that maybe a running mate, if Donald Trump runs, I, I don't know. I, I just, I, I don't, I don't see where the enthusiasm is because I know conservatives like her because she's a, a Democrat who has decided that her party was too crazy. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, how many Republicans would then vote for her? I, I, I don't see that many yeah, doing I, it. I don't know. But the camera likes her. She's likable. Well, yeah, you you got a thing for her. Um, well, she's attractive, no doubt, and she handled herself very well last night. I mean, I, I again, I watched last night just to see how it would go, and I thought it was pretty good. Okay, 
Not bad. Not All right. Bad. It's the trifecta top three stories yep. of the day. According to Scott Robbins, we're down to number two. Senator Raphael Warnock, who is in a uh, runoff battle against the Republican yeah. challenger Herschel Walker. Not his only battle, David. Uh, yeah, he's got a custody battle going on or something, right? He's dead yeah, be bad. Yeah, his ex-wife has asked the court to bring Raphael Warnock in to face questions from her attorneys as part of this custody battle. The filing is the first sign of movement in this case, and they, since the judge has had this since August, by the way. Syed signed a sealed temporary custody order. It shows the conflict has not been resolved. His ex-wife, whose name I can't begin to pronounce, <laughs> O-U-L-E-Y-E, I don't know, mm-hmm. has accused him in court filings of neglecting to see his kids. Doesn't see him. During his custody days, he calls and can't make it. And she's financially strapped, she said, with unpaid child care expenses dating back quite a ways. Hmm. The deposition will allow her lawyers to grill him about these issues under oath in a a closed-door deposition. Information, they say, from this could be used as part of a settlement in the case, which would, of course, become public at that point. But by then, the election will be over. Yeah. Of course it will. Well, uh, yeah, of course it will. And it, that's why it's it's made me laugh so much when, as the left has gone after Herschel Walker, who... Oh, yeah. I mean, Herschel Walker was apparently trying to repopulate the earth. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, but, I mean, he was playing Johnny Appleseed in well, the 90s. Well, he was doing his part, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but... But at the same, but at the same time, it's like, well, wait a minute. But but your guy, Raphael Warnock, ran over his wife's foot during a domestic yeah. dispute. Yeah, and apparently doesn't pay his child support and blows off the weekends he's supposed to see his kids. Yeah, and uh, I, and 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 Herschel's a bad guy. Okay, right. I, I mean, it's kind of like you got two deadbeat dads, and that's sort of a push, isn't it? If you're trying yeah. to use that as leverage. Well, then- they're splitting the deadbeat dad vote. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> nobody can get the leg up yeah, on the other yeah, one here. Raphael Warnock's going to go out and say, hey, if you're yeah. a deadbeat dad, you got to vote for me. Okay, I'm going to eliminate child support, I swear, you know, from day guess, one. You know, you know, Raphael Warnock, the pastor, who's of course, the good obviously reverend. following mm-hmm. the teachings of his yes. Lord and Savior. Well, of course who, he is. Who, I don't know if you knew this on the Sermon on the Mount, said, you know, be a deadbeat dad. Right. Yes. He commanded them to be yes. a deadbeat dad, actually. <laughs> Let he without, who is without sin ignore the child. <laughs> be the go. first deadbeat dad. <laughs> All right. Uh, Golly. Yeah, anyway, so that'll buy me I another know, 100 I years know. in hell. Yeah. Uh, me too. <laughs> down, down to number one in the trifecta, top three stories of the day with Scott Robbins. Uh, Miguel Almaguer. One of our favorite reporters for the Today Show. He talks like this. <laughs> See, you got it, man. He's been suspended because of the Paul Pelosi report that he did. This is this is unbelievable. NBC suspended this guy, who, by the way, was had all the primo reporting gigs. Yeah. I mean, he was everywhere. He was on the morning shows, the nightly news. He was everywhere. Now he's now pending an investigation. I don't know what they're investigating, but this is what he was suspended for. This part yeah. of the story, now, which by the way was corroborated by other people. Yeah, so the the so I guess at issue here is that it's at odds with what the FBI's probable cause affidavit was in court, which is the FBI's account of the attack is that Paul Pelosi was um being attacked. He was and anyway the cops get there. Paul Pelosi manages to open the door, but they're holding on to the same hammer. He and his assailant. Right. They've got the yes. hammer. They're fighting over it, basically. And then Paul Pelosi has the hammer taken away from him, and the assailant 
turns around and whaps him a couple of times upside the head. Mm-hmm. Well, and Miguel's report from just under two weeks ago went against that because it made it sound like Paul Pelosi didn't think he was in fear for his life. No, not after I, I, a knock and announce, the front door was opened by Mr. Pelosi. The 82-year-old did not immediately declare an emergency or try to leave his home, but instead began walking several feet back into the foyer toward the assailant and away from police. It's unclear if the 82-year-old was already injured or what his mental state was. Why Pelosi didn't try to flee or tell responding officers he was in distress is unclear. So that's they 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 killed the story the same day NBC did, and then we haven't yep. seen him since. And apparently no. he's been suspended. Well, we were talking about this last week. Like, where is Miguel? We haven't yeah. seen him. What's going on? And and no one has actually said why. And I just I just want to replay this as well because the story that he shared has kind of been upheld by the DA, uh, Brooke Jenkins, during an interview with the local, as luck would have it, NBC News affiliate just a couple days ago, um, seems to suggest that what Miguel Almaguer said in that report was true. Are you able to shed any light as to why Paul Pelosi didn't run out of the house towards police officers when he was able to actually open the door for them when they arrived? What I'm not able to do is to speculate or try to place my opinions on why someone acted the way they did in any case. Um, All we have is what happened. Everybody reacts to situations differently, and he will one day need to explain, right, to potentially a jury why he did what he did um, and what thought process was going on in his mind. But so nothing was refuted then. The DA kind of backed up that story there. Yes. Yes. So what and again, I, I don't know the state of mind of somebody under that duress or, or alleged duress. I don't know. Huh. M- maybe this was the normal way you would behave, or maybe someone would behave in that situation. I don't know that. But you suspended him because of what, right-wing conspiracy theories? Yes. Uh, that was the reason given, and yet you don't comment on it? You have no comment on personal matters, personnel no. matters? That's garbage. I think it's merited in this case because I think a lot of people would like to know what he did yeah. exactly well, to get suspended. If they fire him, you know he's going to tell the truth. He's going well, to come he out and say exactly what happened. Well, he might as well light that bridge on fire. Yeah, man. I, I hope he does. Miguel, if you ever want to share that story with us, I mean, I yeah, know, call we're, us. we're I buddies, mean, we're, okay? We're open, man. Yeah, we're open. Yeah, call in. Uh, and and we, we won't even make fun of you. Van Camp will not make fun I of will you not, the whole time. I will never make fun of you again if you give he will us never the deliver. Scoop. He will never deliver your, your introduction as you would talk. But if you don't, I will constantly <laughs> mock you for your weird delivery that doesn't sound like anything close to the way that anyone talks. <laughs> Nimrod's in the news is next on the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. I'm David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Jamie Markley's out. He's got the Rona. Uh, big night tonight. Donald Trump, 9 o'clock Eastern at Mar-a-Lago, going to make a uh, big announcement. I cannot... Sh- 
I cannot shake the feeling, Scott, that this is going to be a head fake. See, I can't either. I, I'm and, with you. I'm 100% with you on and, this. And look, that's not wishful thinking or whatever. If Trump wants to run, he should run, and let's see how this plays out. But, uh, you know, maybe he is running for president. That, that seems to be the, the, the general thinking. That being said, Donald Trump is known for ducking away from what people expect of him. And I do wonder, is it like, is he going to, one of the funniest jokes I saw or funniest responses, somebody had asked online, what could Trump be announcing? And somebody said, well, he's actually going to be <laughs> introducing a new cryptocurrency to the market, yeah, Trump coin, right. <laughs> MAGA coin, something like that. Yes. But I, he probably is going to run for president, but I, I just have that, that feeling that, that no, this is going to be something else. And it's going to be hilarious because he's going to get millions of people to watch it. He's going to get every major news outlet to cover it, and it's going to be something that nobody sees coming. I'm, I, I am still actually all in on the hope that he is going to turn the GOP presidential primary into sort of his version of The Apprentice Which and say, here's my too. millions of dollars that I've raised over the last couple of years. If you want it for your campaign and you want my endorsement, you got to run the primary my way. Because remember... The Republican Party has already kind of ducked out of a lot of the general primary stuff. So we'll see. I don't know. That's coming up again. 9 o'clock Eastern uh, is when it's scheduled to kick off. So that'll be uh, fun to pay attention to. All right, it's time for Nimrod's in the News. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrod's in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. Well, a 23-year-old dude in California was arrested after police say he broke into an elderly woman's home and rummaged around before picking out a small portable vacuum cleaner and running off with it. That being said, <laughs> the cops later found parts of the vacuum scattered outside the house. I uh, don't know why he dismembered the vacuum, but he stole a single attachment. You know, you got to start somewhere if you're wanting to start a life of crime. Yeah. Uh, two hours There's later, though. something more nefarious than this, I'm sure. Cops found him, and he had an attachment on him. It's un unclear which one it was. but uh, And where was it on him at? Yeah, that story sucks. Okay. All right. All this right. is the Mark Levin, Kevin Robinson.